Back, Dr. Jones. Welcome back to you. How are we doing? I uh, doing wonderful. What a you couldn't ask for a more beautiful Saturday in early January. Here's what here's what everyone needs to do. Yeah. Take your Christmas decorations down. Yeah. This is it. Yeah. This is your chance. They're going down today. You know, there's one way to solve that problem that's even more efficient. Yes, what's that? Never put them up. <laughs> I got this plug-in Snoopy mailbox. The lid goes up and down. Just unplug it. It's back in the garage. Done. Yeah, I guess that's one way. The tree, on the other hand, I got to... Yeah. It's it's all ready to be taken out. I just... Uh, I'll need help carrying it. Real tree or fake tree? Real tree. All right. And then you got to go dump it somewhere. That's on right. On the side of the road. Uh, well, they, they, do a, they do a pickup, I think, next oh, week or something. Oh, there you so go. It's like I got to... But I got to chop it in half because it's oh, too wow. big for the pickup, so... Huh. That's it's a not a tree. crazy tree. It's just, I think, if it's over eight foot, you have to cut it in half. Oh, yeah. hey, there you go. Yeah, chopping some wood. There you go. Look Got at my you. Chainsaw like mount- oh, there. chainsaw. Oh yeah, I do it. I do it uh, Clark Griswold style <laughs> okay. with right. the hockey yeah, mask right. and Great. yeah. I'm sure, the neighbors love that. Yeah, one. bed of the truck. Hey, yeah. <laughs> it's 2019. It is 2019. So last time we were here, it was 2018. It was, and uh, you know what 2019 means, and any new year means here on Ion Health. I know what it means. It means Mike Jodas from Fitness Edge is going to be in. That's Am right, I right. And here he is. Oh yeah, there he is. Hi, there yeah. he is. <laughs> Mike, thanks for joining I made us. It. <laughs> yes, every time at the new year, what better guest to have in than someone that can help you get your New Year's resolutions in order? Right. That's right. I can't think of anyone better. I appreciate we that. Te- That's our plan. Teased it a little bit last week. Yep. And and all year long, Mike comes in here and tells us how to build habits and yeah. and take a proper structured approach to getting your health in line. And we kind of we kind of trash on New Year's resolutions throughout the year. It's like you don't have to wait until the New Year, but here we are. And you know what? If you haven't done it by now, if last year didn't teach you anything that you weren't going to do it in the middle of July, what better time? Sit down today. Do your Christmas decorations first. Yeah. Because I guarantee you next it's week it's going to be like a snowstorm, and then you're going to regret that you didn't take your decoration yeah. down. Then sit down and get some resolutions written down, right? Yep. And what is it, like 7% of New Year's resolutions, <laughs> only 7% are kept past February? Yeah, past February <laughs> even. We don't, we don't even <laughs> keep counting We're after that We're not talking point. about March or anything. Yeah, yeah God, it probably yeah. drops like 1% at that point. But what we all know, because we've talked to Mike so many times in the past, is there are ways to make these changes permanent. Right? Correct. Just general concepts to make it so it's not a temporary diet change. Right. Terrible four-letter word. We don't like the word diet. So we'll talk to him about what do we do to make these things more concrete? Because clearly you can do it. Right? Got to make up your mind. It starts between the years first. Yeah, right. And you got to decide when to do it. So this time of year is a good time of year to sit down and do it, right? Absolutely. Um, what do you think? Um, Fitness Edge is a little different than most gyms. By the way, check out their website, fitnessedge-stl.com, so you can kind of see what we're talking about. 
it's not like most gyms in that it's not a big box gym. It's more of a it's it's personal trainers that are helping you get where you need to go, along with coaching from Mike. But uh, even though it's a different setting than most gyms, do you still get that New Year's resolution crowd that's coming in, new clients coming in, trying to make a change this time of year? Yeah, I think all of us that are in the fitness business will experience some of that. With us, it's the business model that I designed 34 years ago now was really catering to people that didn't want to go to the gym. They just want to focus on having that individual attention because everyone's different. As you, you, yeah, we all know, right. everyone's mm-hmm. like a thumbprint. Mm-hmm. So if we can design something very specific for them based on their mental state, um, their fitness goals, their exercise history or lack thereof, how, what, and when they eat, and that's how we do it. We hone in on them specifically to help them improve and improve at accelerated rate. And try to avoid some of these these fads that are out there. Um, towards the end of last year, we did a show on some of these fads yeah. that were out there. I don't think Mike was in the studio with us, but you know, when you get locked into some of these fads and they don't work after a week, you give up on them, right? Yeah. Now, yeah. I, I saw the the first article for what I what I suspect is going to become a renewed fad. Maybe maybe Mike, you've already heard about some of this. So it seems like about every seven to ten years, the hard low carb. I'm not talking just like, you know, it's, it, it it's can be general good guidance to remove refined carbohydrates and things like that, but it doesn't have to be anti-carb necessarily. But now we're not just talking hard low carb. What I saw an article, I think in the New York Times yesterday was truly meat only <laughs> diets people are trying, which yeah. I'm, I'm just like, I can't believe people aren't seeing the obvious downsides to this. Yeah. Wow. And I think Time Magazine had a, a story on, uh, Something similar to yeah. that, I think. In their so you can issue. either go meat only for your New Year's resolution, <laughs> or listen yeah. to Mike Jodis for the rest of the show, and maybe you'll see there are other options available. It's funny how those uh, those food pyramid recommendations just continue to change, and I think there's some basic concepts that if you would just follow those, you're probably fine. Correct? It's always balance. It will always be, and it always has been, and there will be one like you call it fad after the next, one new plan, some new. Diet, terrible four-letter word, diet plan coming down the pipes. Everybody will jump in. They'll try it for a while, and then they'll they'll pull the plug and stop. And it just happens over and over again, and it's been going on that way for decades. It's human nature. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think everyone's looking for an easy fix, and they think this is the magic formula that mm-hmm. I've been missing. I think the problem with some of these extreme diets is you simply cannot sustain that. Who could sustain a meat-only diet? I just don't think it's sustainable. Yeah. Is it? No. Absolutely I mean, not. What you, you're gonna. <laughs> there's no way. No matter how so you're much running a, into some problems there. Yeah, no right, matter yeah. how much of a carnivore you are, there's yeah. going to be. It's like saying I love pizza and I'm gonna eat pizza all day every day. Even yeah. if you love pizza, after a while, it's not yeah. gonna be your favorite food. You just you're just not gonna be able to do it. Well, the, the article they were even getting into the real dogmatics on this movement were arguing over whether it should be beef only. Or a multi-meat diet. And I'm like, wow, I think wow. we've fallen through the looking glass on yeah, that. Huh. Yeah. yeah. Did it talk about any of the risks of like heart disease? It and- did. Yeah. As, once you got like to the part of the article nobody reads, uh, <laughs> at the very end it said, you know, and there's some doctors that say this isn't a great idea. Uh, yeah. I mean, um, we can talk a little bit. We're coming up against a break here. We can talk a little bit about this. And, you know, Mike doesn't limit red meat in your when you diet, when he's counseling you. Red meat's good. In moderation, like everything else is good in moderation, I can only imagine what my blood counts would look like if I only ate red meat for an entire week. 
Yeah, it would it would change drastically in a way that you wouldn't like. Yeah, right. I can imagine cholesterol numbers would be up and all that. So, huh? Sure. So, so they're talking about an all red meat only diet. That's what is they're the, saying. Is it the grizzly bear diet? That's what's, right. What's the name? That's of right. It? Yeah, gotta they got to come up with some good yeah. <laughs> good name of book coming out soon. All right, folks. Hey, when we come back, we're going to talk with Mike Jottis from Fitness Edge. Check out his website, fitnessedge-stl.com. When we come back, we'll have more eye on health after these words. Welcome back. It's Eye on Health every Saturday from 10 to 11 here on 97.1 FM News Talk. We're talking about your health. We are. Today, we're talking about changing things for the new year, getting a New Year's resolution, if you will, in place, yep. but sticking to it. So we've got an expert in that, Mike Jodis from Fitness Edge, standing right next to us. Thanks for coming back in, Mike. We always appreciate all your information on this. It's been years now since he's come in at the new year to tell us, hopefully by now, at least you and I know what to do. Yeah, yeah. But maybe there's someone driving around that hasn't listened to your other New Year's shows. So let's start with the basics. What brings a person to the point where they know they have to make a change? It can be a variety of things. I mean, when I do an assessment on a client, uh, I really don't know what I'm going to get. You're not sure what motivates them. And course this is a hot time of year for anyone in the fitness field but it could be any time that someone walks in it could be empty nesting it could be a loss of a family member it could be they just finally woke up and said i i don't like the way i look or feel i need to do something and and that would be what sparks them to to start my mission when i meet with them is to figure out a way to make them continue because anybody can start yeah that's the easy part Mm -hmm. But can you sustain, maintain, and look at it like, hey, this is something that I need to do. So if I, for example, let's say I exercise three hours a week every week, well, you still have 165 hours off. So when you break down that time frame or commitment, it's really a minimal commitment for, and to make the additional hours that you're not working out that much better. I sleep, feel, think, move better. I was going to say, one of the things I noticed with what you were talking were some of the typical triggers. These were all internal triggers that that person decided. Yes. I'm guessing it's pretty rare to have a successful story where someone comes in for their assessment and says, my wife tells me I've got to lose weight <laughs> or my doctor tells me I have to lose weight because that person has to want it more than some you know, third party, correct? Absolutely, yeah, for sure. You, you have to want to be able to do it. I did have a, a scare with a client that was referred to us by one of them. Uh, we have quite a few uh, doctors that are, uh, that are clients that refer clients to us. This guy was 50 years old, came in uh, with all of his numbers off the chart, cholesterol, tri- triglycerides, everything. Both knees were, were done because he was so overweight. He said, if, if you make it to 55 you're going to be a lucky guy. So he was not happy during the assessment because he was basically forced to be there. He was morbidly obese, all the above. Literally within two years, he was client of the year. He lost 186 pounds, Wow! kept both knees, and didn't have to have wow, them replaced. Wow, wow. It was pretty impressive. By the way, Eric, he's not talking about me. I was, I was, <laughs> oh, gosh. I, was, I, was, I really I was thought we were going to go for uh, the, the big of revealing at the end there, but no. <laughs> you know, I, I had a question for you, Mike. Um, so... You know, my situation, I think Dr. Jones has been been here before where 
you've been, quote, on the wagon for sustained periods of time in your life, talking, you know, at least one or two years at a time where you know what it feels like to be in shape, to feel good, to have energy. Um, But then life takes its toll, whether it's work stress, life stress, whatever, and you get thrown off kilter. I imagine you have a lot of people who come to you that are in that situation, but they know what they're getting back to. Right. You know, likewise, we know you work with the best of the best athletes out there that, that just they, – they never were off the wagon. They just are trying to get to the next level. Right. But it's that third class of people that I think this time of year really needs to understand what you do and what's available just generally regarding their health, which is they may never have they, – they may not know what it feels like to be fit and healthy. Never in their life. Yeah. And there's a lot of anxiety, just the gentleman you just mentioned – that you got the brave leap that it takes to get someone just in there for the first time, sure. much less the second, third, fourth. How, how do you handle those clients? Yeah, I mean, I've had people in my office literally trembling. Like, they're like, I have no idea what to do with any of this stuff. And that, the biggest thing that I think we all do at the Fitness Edge is make people feel comfortable in a place where you normally wouldn't feel comfortable, unless you're Mr. America or, you know, really, really fit. So, you know, making them feel comfortable and that they can accomplish a change is the is half the battle. And that's that's what we try to do. That's what I try to do during the assessment process is make sure that they are we we understand what they can do and how that's going to what that process is going to look like and what what they can expect if they follow this prescription that we give them. I think probably you can correct me if I'm wrong, the biggest thing that undercuts someone's resolutions is it's not happening quick enough, right? Oh, yeah. And it seems like as Americans, if we don't see immediate results in what we, we want, we just stop. It's like, uh, well, this isn't working for me. Nothing else works for me, and this obviously isn't working for me. So when you're counseling these first-time clients, especially ones that have never been fit before, is there a certain day? I mean, do you say, look, just you got to give me you know, a month or two months. you got to give me this. Don't expect results in a week. Do you, how do you counsel them on the time factor, right? I mean, it didn't take, it didn't take them a week to get that big or that out of right. shape. So you got to counsel them on the amount of time that they have to put in. Yeah, the most one of the best statements that I think I use during that time frame for anyone that is wondering about that and has that I, I got to have it now attitude. Yeah. I'm, I'm used to this buy and get society. I see the big screen TV. Yeah. I, I like it. I, I buy it and yeah. I have it. Yeah. When it comes to fitness, it doesn't matter if you have $100 or $100 million, you still got to do the work. So my favorite statement of all time is exercise patience. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And just look, take, follow, trust the process, take the diligent path. Consistency is the key and th- it will happen. You just got, you've got to be patient and you've got to be able to understand that it's going to take uh, 12 weeks on the short end to a year on the long end, depending on what you're bringing in and how long it's been since you've done something and any limitations that you may have and all of those factors which are considered. And it's uh, what's great about Fitness Edge is there is some accountability between Mike or your individual trainer or trainers. There's accountability, right? If you start to maybe fall off the wagon and you haven't shown up in a, in a few weeks, you know, someone is going to be reaching out to you to see what's going on, right? Absolutely. I stay in touch with everybody. I always send text messages yeah. or quick he emails. Very, it's, very not, it's, it's not like, uh, you know, people in long dresses coming to knock on your front door three times a day until you show back up sort of stuff. But it's it's, no, it's, it's not, a nice prodding to yeah, remind you to It's show. exactly right. It's nothing like that. It's not um, it's not pressure. A lot of it is concern. Yeah. 
You know, did you get we hurt? Help? Did you get hurt or yeah. something? You know, what's something else going on? Um, but it's just that reminder that you need to keep coming in and um, it helps. I mean, it, it prods you along. Yeah, everybody needs encouragement and follow up. And, you know, that's what I tell my trainers. I said, one of the most important things you can do with your client and with me is follow up. And if you do that, those two key words, you're going to you're going to be successful. Mike, one thing that I, this may be part of your system, because I've gone through the initial consultation. I see how much uh, how much of the content that comes home with someone who does uh, an, an initial consultation with you is not directly related to just their fitness plan or, you know, their nutrition. There's so much more there about how you feel and, and wellness and that sort of thing. Do do clients ever, have you ever, ever had experience with someone who kept like a mood journal as they went through their fitness cycle? Because I, I've done that and I know it's like I stop working out within a week, my baseline anxiety goes up, my baseline just general happiness mood goes down and it stays there until literally I get back in the gym one next day, I'm feeling great again. I'm like, why did I ever not do that? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And and that's one thing. I take a 3,000-foot view of their uh, stress levels, their mm-hmm. social life, their sleep patterns, um, uh, their you know hot foods that they like. I love wine. I love cheesecake. I love, I love pizza. We, we have to look at all of those things because what happens outside affects what goes on inside. And if they do prioritize, and I really try to encourage the priority aspect, if they prioritize their health and their fitness, it's amazing how everything tends to fall right into place. They're happier. They sleep better. They look better. They mm-hmm. have more confidence, energy, all the stuff that we all know happens when you do it. And it's like, why wouldn't you want to stay like that? Spend three hours a week and make it happen. And it works. Yeah. For instance, over the holidays, um, just the way it fell this year, it looked like, uh, you know, with it being in the middle of the week, um, I was just going to basically take that week off <laughs> from the gym, um, which I probably could have used a week off from the gym. But after two or three days, it was I, I had to get back in. Do something. So it's a call to the trainer, and it's getting <laughs> everything lined up and getting back in. But um, yeah, it's exactly right. As soon as you start missing a few days, and your body starts to um, go backwards, um, you, you need to get back in for your for your health. You know, for your mental health, really. Literally yeah. seventy two hours without stimulation, all of us. And the older we get, it's worse you start to lose flexibility, strength, lean muscle tissue, energy. It all goes down yeah. real quick. It's kind of a it's kind of a bummer in a yeah. way that yeah. it goes away so fast. <laughs> yeah. But it's true. Yeah. So you have to keep up on it. And you know, if you've just made some slight gains and you're getting into February, March and, and you've made some improvements and then you backslide a little bit, I can imagine that would be something else that uh, kind of uh, deconstructs a, a healthy New Year's resolution. So you just got to make sure you stay on that path. For sure. I mean, there are a hundred reasons why we could choose not to work out or a hundred reasons why we'd rather not work out. Yeah. So if you have an appointment and you have somebody that knows you really well and makes you do way more than you would ever possibly do on your own in your basement or at the local health club, you're going you're gonna to see results. And it's a, it's a win-win combo that has worked for, for us for decades now. Yes, obviously, yeah, the proof is in the pudding. All right, hey, when we come back, we're going to have more with Mike Jodas from Fitness Edge. While we're on break, check out his website because it's got all of the different services that they offer at Fitness Edge, um, the profiles of the trainers up there. It's fitnessedge-stl.com. When we come back, we'll talk more about you know keeping these resolutions, Um, and maybe some of the other services that you guys offer there. Um, So stay tuned. We'll have more Eye on Health 
after these words. You'll do it. I just didn't want to steal your thunder. Welcome back. It's Eye on Health. Uh, hey, my name's Michael Jones. I got Eric Beto Robert running the board over there. <laughs> Not running for president yet. Not yet. Not yet. We'll see what happens there. I was jumping for joy watching the market yesterday. I know you, it was can't, a good day. you can't talk about it, but it was a good day. It was very good. Nice yeah. to have some of those. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Very good. Yeah. Hey, guys, in studio today, we've got Mike Jottas from Fitness Edge. Um, He's talking about, you know, making resolutions and maybe trying to keep these resolutions a little longer than mid-February. <laughs> and so some of the things we've talked about so far, making a realistic resolution and a realistic time frame. You know, don't, don't, don't expect to look like a, a bikini model a week after going up there, right? Because if you don't hit that goal, then you may give up. Right. And that's probably, I guess, the most important thing. Um, oh, I know what I was going to say. It finally came back. Yeah, good. Look at that. Waited right it there. out. <laughs> it only took 30 seconds. Um, we've talked a lot about the anxiety of going to a place to work out, especially if you are not familiar with how mm-hmm. to work out. Okay, There are some athletes that are up there, professional athletes. They obviously have no fear working out up there. There's people who have worked out kind of on and off their whole life, and they're just looking to get a little bit better. And then there's people that have never worked out before. But one thing I would uh, mention is the atmosphere up there, right? It is, it's not just the prodding that makes you come back again. It's actually a fun environment because it seems to me that everyone that's up there wants to see everybody else getting better. Right. I mean, am I reading that wrong or is that No, correct? you're right. You're right on. I think one of the most important things is, uh, you know, making the environment welcoming. And every trainer of mine knows – all of the clients' names, yeah. even if they're not training them. So when that person walks in, it's like, hey, yeah. Mike, hey, Eric, yeah. well, you know, cross, as you're walking through the facility and you're like, hey, I know everybody in the whole place. I feel a lot more comfortable. Yeah, right. And there's a lot of discussion like, oh, well, that person is really making improvement, even though you have no idea who that person is. You don't know them from Adam. You just kind of see them there. And there's all this, you know, it's like a camaraderie as everyone's trying to get better. Which it's really cool when you walk through Fitness Edge and you see the variety in the types of clients and clearly types of goals. Because, you know, a lot of gyms you go to, I know this is how it was. I grew up in a small town. So there was a gym. And if you weren't, yeah, if you weren't interested in being a bodybuilder type, you know, meathead, you probably weren't going to stick around at that gym for very long. And you'd think maybe this working out stuff isn't for me. But you walk into Fitness Edge. Now, hey, if your goal is to be an elite athlete, you can see some elite yeah. people that are operating at a level that, you know, it takes years to get to. But you can also see some, quote, unquote, normal people who are just having their best life. Yeah. Or kids, like teenagers, you know, trying to get better and what, for their sports. Neither of those is right or wrong. Yeah, right. You know? yeah, yeah, We and we also have quite a large clientele of people in their twilight years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. People that are not necessarily trying to gain a whole lot of muscle or, you know, break any Olympic lifting record or anything like that. They just want to be mobile and flexible and maintain, at at minimum, maintain what they have. Just simple things like going up and down the steps or getting up and out of a chair or up off the floor. I mean, just stuff that we all take for granted when we're younger that that becomes really important as time goes by. So just those things in in themselves, independence, just independence. Yeah, I'm often surprised by the number of, uh, pa- I guess we call them geriatric patients yeah. or clients, I guess, sure. um, you know, people in the 
that last third of their life that are in there, it's, it's often very surprising. In fact, sometimes when I'm there, they outnumber the younger clients a For lot sure. of times. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I'll never forget that uh, this was at, at uh, a Y that I used to work out at. And there was this uh, older gentleman named Tom who'd come in uh, about 72 years old, was from the Marine Corps originally, you know, was a photographer in Vietnam, rips off 20 straight pull-ups. This guy's 220 pounds. 20 pull-ups, no, no problem. That's, you know, that's the beginning of his workout. And I'd just be like, that's what I want to be when I'm 72 years old. I don't care <laughs> yeah. what else I can do. If I can do that, I'll yeah, be fine. Be fine. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's impressive. I remember you telling me that. That's yeah. an amazing story. And you'll see clients like that there. But I do think the atmosphere is one reason why it's not just an accountability from Mike or your trainer. There's almost a community accountability that's there. At least I pick up on that. I don't know if it's something you have other clients talk about. Oh, definitely. Well, and, and if you think about it, most people can get on a bike or a treadmill, push start, start pedaling or walking, and that does not take, there's not much of a learning curve there to figure out, hey, I'm in motion and I'm doing something. But when it comes to the resistance side, and that's really important, people hit their, the, you know, their aerobic fibers, but not their anaerobic fibers because they just don't know what to do. So when you think about <clears throat> periodization schedule, load levels, how many sets, volume of work, I've got a bad shoulder, back, knee. How do I work with, through, or around these things? And that's where we help them. We help them with what we know they need. We know that we don't, person doesn't need help on the treadmill per se, but they do need help about what body parts go together and how to do them correctly. And how about getting the most out of your workout time? Five, that's probably six the times. number yeah. one thing I learned from there. Yeah. I mean, uh, you know, I would I had worked out basically my whole life, but in between sets, you're checking your yep. text messages yep. and you're doing emails. What and, could be a 45 minute, <laughs> one hour workout yeah. turns into a yeah. 90 minute yeah, thing. Slow yeah, slow pace. Um, so, also keep in mind when you do go there, you're getting the most out of that hour that you're there, way more than you would get out of it from trying to do it on your own. There's yes. no doubt about that. Five, six times the amount of work with the right weights form, target heart rate zone, all of, yeah, all of the above. You, you don't have to worry about, you know, getting the weights and setting the machines up and all of that. That's what your trainer's there to do. You can just focus <laughs> on doing the actual work. Yeah, it, it was just, it's orchestration. The entire thing is orchestrated appropriately based on what your fitness level is, your goals, what you're trying to accomplish, and all biomechanical issues that may be considered because the older we get, we do have battle damage from years gone by or just time itself, you know, areas of the body that are problematic. We are, we are able to work with, through, or around those areas and still give someone a very balanced exercise program where they're really seeing result. And for us, it's 100% result driven because the fact that we don't have any members or memberships or you know, we're not the gym where we, we have to produce. So I think it puts a little more positive pressure on us to make sure that we maintain, retain clients, keep them and hold them, hold them accountable, keep them coming and show them the results that they are expecting to get out of this. And if we continue to do what we do that on a regular basis, clients keep coming. Obviously, you know, there's folks out there that uh, first recommendation would be well, maybe you should give Mike a call and, and set something up. But Mike, if, if let, let's set that aside for just a minute and go, if you were speaking to the broader listing population going, if there's one thing I could just beg everybody to start doing, <laughs> maybe you're not ready to commit to a full-time physical trainer and all that sort of thing, but you know what, maybe if you see some results from something smaller, you'll get there. What would that be? 
I would I would literally walk out the front door and say I'm going to walk 10 minutes in one direction and then turn around and walk 10 minutes back. At least I did a 20 minute walk. And let's say you did that three or four times this week. And then next week you walk 11 minutes that way and 11 minutes back. Now you're at 22 minutes. You're just making some form of progression. But aerobically, that's a good step. Now, again, the other half of that is your anaerobic side and your resistance work. And you have to get get those muscles stimulated as well if you're if your mission is to improve lean muscle tissue or bone density or posture or strength and burning body fat nothing in the world burns body fat more than muscle so most people's bmi or body fat levels may not be exactly what they want <laughs> we well, talk about bone density you know i i, I think some folks that are particularly have never gotten into strength training there's there's fear there they just like boy i'm not that person sure um but you think of how hard a bonus, right? It's it's not a soft thing. So in order to cause the stress that causes that bone to get more dense, it t- takes real strength training, not just you know the pink weights that you're kind of flipping around during a, a circuit training, right? Right. And and you don't have to necessarily lift really heavy, especially right. if you're older. People say, "Oh, I'm beyond that. I can't really do that." Sure, you can. It doesn't matter if you're nine or ninety. You can definitely lift. You just do the right type of resistance work. And again, dumbbells, bar, barbells, kettlebells, machines, body weight. It's it's all resistance, and it's a combination of all those things. And talk about the trends. You know, everybody says, oh, "All you need is bands and boxes, and that's all." And body weight. And that's all you need. That's not true. You need all of it. But we use. All the tools in the toolbox, depending on the client's specific needs. So we'll use a combination of all those things with clients. It's kind of scary when you look at the the obesity rate numbers in America. I mean, it's it's very it's frightening actually, especially when we're talking mm-hmm. about Medicare for all here. Yeah. <laughs> Talk about not being able yeah. to afford it. Holy cow! You just named some very simple things. Just walking ten minutes. I mean, come on. That's why not. Why on earth are we just getting fatter and fatter and fatter? Is it because the diet aspect of it, and I know diet's a bad word, but I'm talking about what you're putting into your body, is that just getting completely out of control? Yeah, I, I think I think it's I think so. I mean, you know, supersize everything. Um, at that that said, I mean, there are more healthy options now. You just need way to re- more healthy options now than there were even ten years oh, ago. Oh yeah, right? you just need to raise your awareness and say, hey, what 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 do I need to do to make the change instead of taking a guess? And there's so much information. I mean, just like there's a million different exercise programs, there's a million different ways to eat, and a lot of them are. <laughs> I hate to say it, but there's a lot of trends. Mm-hmm. And if you get back to, like you said earlier, Mike, the basics. If you do, if you do resistance work, you do periodization-based cardio, which means it increases a little bit each week. Um, uh, you eat healthy and frequently. So small and often eating is for sure the way to go, no matter what anybody tells you. If you eat every three hours before blood sugar starts to drop appetite starts to, or metabolism starts to slow down and appetite starts to climb, you're using the thermogenic effect of food to speed up your metabolism in addition to cardio and resistance work. And then recovery. If you get all four of those things going in synchronicity, there's really nothing else to talk about. I think the biggest problem in America today for your typical person is they get up and they may have a breakfast. They may, but maybe they don't even do that. Then they go to work, and you're so busy at work, either you're just snacking on something all day long, right, because you got to get some kind of energy in there, 
or you don't eat anything until you go to lunch and then you have like a triple cheeseburger or something. And that's the worst thing you could do because your metabolism has slowed to a crawl. It can't even handle that cheeseburger that you're putting in. So if you're going to be eating frequent small meals throughout the day to combat that, don't you have to plan? There's got to be some planning, right? For sure. It's fail to plan, plan to fail, just like in anything in life. And thinking of waiting five, people eat lunch at noon and then they kick the door open at seven and go, man, I'm I'm hungry. I got to eat. And they just overeat on a slowed metabolism Mm -hmm. at their most sedentary time of their life. It's like, it's like taking a big green wet log out of the lake and throwing it on a smoldering fire and expecting a good result. It's, it's not going to happen. And if you do the polar opposite of that and stay on your four letter word diet, it's like taking two little twigs out of the forest and putting it on a, yeah. on a smoldering fire and expecting a good result. So if you could tell someone that's an office worker or whatever, <laughs> if you could get like a, a 10 o'clock calorie, some kind of calorie boost at 10 o'clock, and then again at maybe 3 o'clock, but what do they What do? They do? They can't cook a chicken. At well, there's usually right. still a couple donuts left in the break <laughs> no, room, right? And, and then it, two can't, o'clock. it can't be that either, but <laughs> maybe that's better than nothing really, but it really it can't be that. But what are some good options for that? That 10 o'clock and that 3 o'clock, you well, know? For, for sure, I'm much more of a food guy than I am otherwise, and there's a lot of alternatives there, too. So I would say a handful of any type of, of high-quality fat nuts like mm-hmm. walnuts, cashews, pecans, anything like that. Fruits, fruit slices, lower glycemic versions, apples, pears, berries are usually quite good. A Greek yogurt that's the lowest in sugar that you can get because sugar is the killer. Sugar is a high glycemic carb. You eat it, you wear it. I don't know if it's a donut, a cookie, <laughs> or, it's just that's what happens. Yeah. And it, and it and actually, you know, there's been a lot of studies about sugar causing cancer. Yeah, that's nobody wants yeah. that. So yeah. if, if you need to try to get the high glycemic carbs out, that said, it's not elimination of carbohydrates. The lower glycemic carbs, your brown rice, oatmeal, sweet potatoes, those are the types of carbs that a person needs for energy. So if you go on a, a, a zero carb or a keto or a rotation eating plan of something of that nature, you're you're just you're throwing you're throwing yourself into a bad place in order to try to stay fit. I liken um, your, the sugar's the enemy, but it's like we're throwing the baby out with the bathwater by your sugar's a carb. So you think you got to cut all carbs out? If you could just cut out those refined carbs, like the simple sugars, that's what you need. Yeah. Okay, great. Hey, we got to go to break here. When we come back, we're going to finish up with Mike Jottis from Fitness Edge. Check out his website, fitnessedge-stl.com. Eric, I'm going to update our website this afternoon. Beautiful. What is our? I can't even remember it. Uh, IonHealthRadio.com. There you go. And I'll put links to uh, Fitness Edge on the website. Stay tuned for more Ion Health after these words. Available on your smartphone in the App Store. Take us with you and never miss the news and opinion from 97.1. Picture yourself in the living room. Your pipe and slippers set out for you. I you know missed you the good think part. that oh. it ain't too far. It'll come back though. Okay, all right. This is spoon. No spoon. Yeah, is in like spoon. Well, that uh, same word, different different context. Oh, okay. All yeah. Right. <laughs> Welcome back. This is Eye on Health. That was spoon. That was. This is Michael Jones. That's Eric Beto Robert. 
Hey, how are and you? And we got Mike Jada standing over here. Head to Iowa after this. Yeah. <laughs> what? I have to head to Iowa after this. Oh, you're not Go. doing uh, on the money? No, no, no. I'll, oh, okay. I'll, I'll do on the money. Oh, okay. Yeah. Big week. Here. Yeah. Yeah. You Can't miss this about, one. Got to talk about this. A yeah. jobs report. Yeah. Jerome Powell finally sounding like a normal human being. He was always a normal human being. <laughs> oh yeah, we had that argument. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, we're talking about New Year's resolutions, how to keep them. I think the easiest way to keep them is go to Fitness Edge. Hey, I saw a sign up at the uh, Fitness Edge, the office, Fitness Edge the other day about Shred at the Edge. Yes. Which is like this competition they always run at the first part of the year. This is like a New Year's resolution competition, right? Yes. That's a great way to stay motivated. And they track your results and put your results up. Eric, it's kind of like Biggest Loser, but like live. Right. Yeah. All right. All right. It's fun. Yeah. Clients really get into it. You know, it's that time of year where they're thinking this way anyway. So we push them or guide them to help them uh, do more cardio, do more specific plans, stay tight on their eating plan. They've already had their fun from, you know, Thanksgiving to Christmas or maybe even before that with Halloween and the candy and just uh, just cleaning everything up and tightening, tightening the screws and Focus. Yeah, I think if you're thinking about getting started and are thinking about doing Fitness Edge, this would be a good time because why not enter into that, right? Just yeah. enter in and see what happens. Absolutely. It's it's fun. The clients really like it, and, and everybody's kind of pushing each other yeah. forward, and it's it's a good thing. It's good camaraderie. My wife, Krista, won it last year for the girls. Oh, yes. really? Yeah. I didn't do it, so. Well, and last year was Krista's first competition, right? Oh, that's right, yeah. Yeah, so it's big, big progress. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. But it was fun for her to get involved in watching the results and everything. I think week by week the results get updated. And yeah. They're constantly measuring all your metrics to see how you're doing uh, body weight-wise and body fat and muscle growth and all that. So yeah, that's another way to maybe push yourself. Um, there have been studies done on fitness and weight loss and doing it as a group together where there's some sort of uh, group mentality makes uh, everyone more successful. So something else to think about as you're getting getting started on your New Year's resolution here in 2019. Yep. Who's still writing 2018 on their checks? All the time. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, do you ever do you ever get super confused and then write some other random yes, year from like five yes. years? Once I'm in this zone, oh. I'm like, why did I just write 2005? It's, <laughs> that well, doesn't that, make any know, sense. For me, on like a typical surgery day, I've got to write that date, yeah. you know, maybe 20 times. Inevitably, the 19 now becomes like the middle number that I'm yep. writing. I yep. mean, it's, it's just all over the place. Yep. <laughs> the, the dates mean nothing for about six first, weeks or first so. First contract <laughs> I signed in the new year I postdated to last <laughs> January. I, <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. yeah. yeah. Well, Mike, thanks so much for coming on. One last tip here before we go. What do you say? Just get out there and get it done? Or I, I say just make it a priority. Make, make it a priority. Stop all the excuses because there are plenty of them. Um, I would tell you if you are thinking about getting started, um, call and I will set up a time to take you for a personal tour and answer questions, show you the whole facility, talk about our programming, how it can work for you specifically and individually. And that's been our bread and butter for a really, really long time. And, and we just, the good news is our retention rate is high and we have a lot of clients that say, Hey, this is something I know I need to continue to do and not just do for a month or until it spring hits and there's reasons to be outside. But, you know, we have a huge track area outside as well. So we have a big outdoor training area for those clients that want to be outside. They can still do a lot of their physical work outdoors based on the way we design. And it's fun. It's fun to be able to do that. Can't wait for the weather to change to get back out on the track. For sure. That's fun. A lot of fun stuff to do out there. 
So that initial consultation and workup by Mike, who, by the way, evaluates every single person that comes through mm-hmm. there, that's the best way to start because he'll help you um, get your goals down, verbalize your goals. Sometimes it's just about verbalizing them, right, so you know where you're headed. I think that initial, initial consultation is the best. So call, go on the website, somehow make an appointment to get in there and meet him, to get your measurements done, a mini psychiatric, like mental thing, so he can kind of see what your what your mental status is. And that helps you hook you up with the right trainer, right? Yes. Yeah, so all the, the Myers-Briggs psychological testing we do helps, you know, define, you know, your exercise modality. Do you need the military drill sergeant trainer? Do you need a more empathetic approach? Uh, and then also how, you know, to make sure your trainer is on, in line with what you're trying to do as well. Yeah, so do that initial assessment is a great start. So thanks for coming back in, Mike. We'll have you back in again soon. Let's get off to a good start in 2019. The market's off to a good start. So far. Find out more about that next with Bob Stockdale and On the Money. That's right. And we'll talk to you next weekend. Hey guys, Dave here for my friends Zero Res. Listen up because the. Get more at 971talk.com.